It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Welcome, princes and princesses, to our Disney season. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. We'd like you to be our guests as we show you a whole new world. It's a podcast we're in. Please remember, what we say in this episode might be a little risque, but you shouldn't take us that seriously. We're trying to take the Mickey. You ain't ever had a pod like us, so sit back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Welcome everyone to season three of World Domination. Woo! We're back, baby. We made it to season yeah, three. Didney, Didney. Oh, hi, you kids. It's your boy. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I'm your host, Jim Polo. And I'm your host, Posaiken. And I'm Athema. Well done. Woo. <laughs> yeah. We totally got that in one go, everyone. Oh, yeah, Nailed you- it. You, you guys are lucky. Future Jim in the edit is going to cut legitimately like 10 minutes of like name discussion out of that. <laughs> so much. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> don't, don't thank me. Thank Future Jim. Thank you, Thanks, Future, Future Jim. Jim. Future Jim here. Donata. So today we're here to talk to you about the Disney movie Heracles. <laughs> yes, Heracles. Also known and to the layman as uh, Hercules. So a couple of pieces of follow up, I think, before we get into the podcast proper. You know, best laid plans of mice and men and whatnot. Our plan to do something over the break to solve our tie from last season. We're still going to do something about that and we'll keep you posted. Or do we just give Emma the default? Nah. Uh, (laughs) It's definitely an option. Mm. It is an option, yes. But much in the same way, heroin is always an option. (laughs) Look, heroin is... Look, it's not a great option, but it's an option. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Are you comparing yourself to heroin there, Emma, in the positive? Yes. Okay. No, I'm ready to beat you fair and square, Ken. And then the other piece of feedback, I guess, before we start is, and I guess just before we start talking about the movie, uh, is we have heard what you guys have told us, either privately or reviews or however. Hate letter uh, written with your blood and we got it. We're sorry. Yeah, that was weird. That brick that got thrown through my window. Do you want ants? Because that's how you'll get ants. Throwing a brick through a window. No, the blood. Oh, yeah. We have heard you. Uh, we are going to spend a little bit less time getting bogged down in the plot of whatever we're talking about in this season. Uh, and we're going to spend more time focusing on the fun stuff that you actually came to listen to. Woo! So, what did everybody get up to over the break? Pretty much worked most of it. I had a little bit of a break. But the top thing that happened... So, for those of you fans who listened to the last season, you'll know how much I hated hated with a passion the movie willow lies uh but the one good thing that came out of that was the name willow which i have now bestowed upon my baby kitten oh yes so i have a baby now his name is willow and he is about 13 weeks now and he's black and white and he's gorgeous and i love him say something willow he's currently sleeping oh it's probably for the best. He was making a bit of noise earlier. Yeah, he, he really was. Well, on, on that note, everyone, uh, during Christmas, I also got my own cat. Oh, this was the best thing to happen to me. It didn't even happen to me. <laughs> so uh, we um, we did a secret Santa and uh, Emma, our lovely host over here. Hello. Got me a cat girl pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to share with the listeners what you named? Your new wife, Ken? Yes. Uh, so she's um, so she's based on a, ca- a character from Sora Online called Asuna. So her name, um, I've named her Katsuna. 
<laughs> Outstanding, Ken. <laughs> no, we do not sleep in the same bed. We're waiting till marriage. Oh. <laughs> Wait, she's a pillow. How do you not sleep in the same bed as her? Uh, next question. <laughs> this is this. Um, I have too many questions. <laughs> I also had a big milestone. I celebrated. Well, not I. <laughs> Myself and Liana celebrated our 10 year anniversary oh, last week. Oh! Congratulations! Congratulations! Thank you. Wow. It's a long time. And now I've permanently made an enemy of my spouse by saying that Ken's cat pillow was the best thing to happen to me this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, she listens now. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, no. She listens now. I'm in trouble. Uh... So thank you for 10 years, sweetie. Nice. Oh, speaking of gifts, um,. As you may have noticed from uh, the quality of my voice, uh, I got a gift from one of our fans, Deanna. It is a uh, blue snowball ice black. Ooh. Ooh, fancy. Wonderful. So fancy. You sound really good, Ken. Thank you, thank you. By calling her a fan and saying that she got it for you because she's a fan, are you expecting all the rest of the listeners to send us gifts? Yes. <laughs> God, I'm hoping they do. Woo! I want free shit. <laughs> Should I not disclose then that she was also part of this secret scene? You should not, no. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so if you want a uh, honourable mention, then please give us free shit. Send me shit Send me and we'll shit. talk about you. Free things. I'm open to sponsorship. We're still waiting for Shrek Convention to come back to us. Uh... Yeah, if, if, you'd, if you'd like possibly the, the smallest ad reach in all of podcasting, you send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> And he may respond to you. Seeing as it's a um, kind of a big milestone for um, Jesus's birthday, we thought it might be a good opportunity for us to talk about, you know, a little bit of a retrospective on the past decade. Woo! Woo! Oh, God. So first off, I gave you guys the challenge off air to come up with what is the thing that you think has taken over the world the most during the 2010s? In terms of the things that I think took over 2010 with the most gusto, I'm going to say the iPad. Ooh. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Like all tablet computers or like just Apple's iPad? Uh, Just Apple's iPad. Well, the iPad was introduced in 2010 and it's been going strong since. Okay. Mm. Well, yeah, that's, that's actually, yeah, you don't really see any other tablets anymore other than like surfaces, but they're not really a tablet. They're more of a laptop. Yeah. That's a good one. That's true. Mm. And uh, also, I would like to say that uh, Jim does a lot of his creative work for this podcast on his iPad Pro. I edited the whole last episode on my iPad on a flight. I was so impressed with myself. We were too. We were also impressed, Jim. Well done, past Jim. Yep. So thank you, Apple. And uh, thank you, Jim. So Apple, send us some iPads, please. Thank you. Yep. Please do. (laughs) I'll plug that shit as much as you want. (laughs) So first off, I'd like to thank Liana for reminding me how strongly I feel about this. But the thing that I think has taken over the world the most in the 2010s, and I fucking hate it, is salted caramel. Oh my God. Salted caramel <laughs> can eat a dick. Oh, finally, someone who agrees with me. No. Thank look, you, there, Ken. There are some good salted caramels. Sal- salted caramel tastes like Willy Wonka's armpits. Salted caramel is disgusting. It ruins caramel. Yes. Oh, look. look. Finally. Everyone's talking about how great salted caramel is, and I'm just like, ooh. Salt, salt is good. Caramel's good. Put them together. Fantastic. But I do agree there are certain ones that they don't quite hit the mark. I will give you that. 
that it's never as good as what you hope it's going to be. No. Never once has salted caramel been what I am hoping it would be, which is basically a nicer caramel. It's never nicer. It's never nicer. Like, there is so much hype, but it just never, never meets the expectation. Mm. Oh, no, look, you're building it up too much then. That's that's on you. You leave salted caramel. <laughs> look, salted caramel isn't great, and I will never go for it if plain caramel. Like, if you're looking at a milkshake or something like that, I'll always go plain caramel. But it's everywhere. Like, every, like, hipster place in the world has a salted caramel thing. I'm like... Ugh. Yeah, even the um the lint balls and everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do get you. I think I definitely agree. I feel like, especially there was a couple of years there where it was genuinely like every single place you went, you couldn't get away from it. It's still everywhere. I still haven't been able to shake fucking salted oh. caramel. It's easily one of my most controversial uh, opinions that salted caramel was not great. <laughs> yeah, so I'm expecting a whole bunch of feedback here. So yeah, I'll fight you on this one right now. I, I, don't care. I will support you. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. Yes. Yeah, I'm on the fence. <laughs> like, like, seriously, like, salty caramel, like, on a good day, it, it's ju- it's beneath caramel, but on a, on a bad day, it tastes like dirt. Like, it brings out all the bad flavors that I don't like. Okay, Emma, what took over the world for you? For me, I did I did a lot of lot of research into this, but I think what I what I landed on that most stuck out to me was um, Netflix and Ooh. streaming services. Fun fact, um, it's just received 24 Oscar nominations. Ooh, damn. Woo. Like, like, I feel like in the last, you know, Netflix and chill, all these types of things, like Netflix has really taken over the world. Do you guys remember the time when Netflix's business model was they'd mail you DVDs? Yeah. I didn't even know Netflix existed when they were doing yeah. that. I think I remember studying it when I was doing my master's that they, um, how they actually changed with the times. Yeah. Netflix is one of the best like business management success stories. hundred percent. And now they, they, now they spend like $10 billion a year on content. Woo. The Witcher. Ah, well, it's, ah, oh, Henry Cavill. Ooh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill has probably taken over my world in the last decade. <laughs> I mean, when he's not like your half hostage, half lover. Yeah. Then... Is your cat on the keyboard again, Emma? Yes, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice. Oh, he's here now. Oh, so what? Okay. what those... Sorry, I just saw the I just saw the show notes document going crazy. <laughs> That's what it is. Hold on. Uh, the next retrospective thing I wanted us to talk about was uh, the thing that we're happiest to see go now that the 2010s are over. Yeah, look, I found this one really hard. So I've come up with a few things that I hope go. Otherwise, I will likely kill myself. Mm-hmm. Is, um, look, I feel like it won't. But like those stupid dances, like bloody flossing. Oh, wow. Or even... um, nah, man, they're sticking. They're hanging around. No, I really don't want them to. Are you familiar or... with the game Fortnite? Yeah, I was I about am. to say. I am. No, but no, look, mostly when I was thinking about it, I just thought of um, flossing then because I really hate it. But no, it was more around like, you remember when duck face was like a thing? Oh, mm. yeah. I really want that to fucking be gone. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. I honestly haven't seen it in a while, um, but I really want that to go. <laughs> uh, the thing that I'm happiest to see go is robocalls. Like, you know, those calls that you get from like a, like a number that you don't know. And it's always just like a robot on the other end being like, we'd like to talk to you about, you know, the New South Wales government's solar energy rebate. 
there's a new feature in the new version of iOS that automatically sends calls from unknown numbers straight to voicemail. And it's the single greatest innovation of this decade. Damn. Oh, but when so you say good. but when you say unknown numbers, like if you've got somebody who's calling you that you don't actually have their number in there, they're just going to go straight to voicemail. Yeah, exactly. They'll leave you a voicemail and if they're they not leave sus. me a voicemail, and but then that's I can... annoying. No, that's dumb. No, it's great. It's my filter. No, that's dumb. I get so many numbers of people calling me that I don't actually either have their number saved or have their number, and no, nah, that's dumb. Nah, I was getting like five robocalls a day. This is much better. Well, look, I don't think I ever got a robocall, so now it's just a pain for me because I'm very popular. <laughs> she <clears throat> is. Um, and have a lot of people calling me, so... They do. <laughs> Mostly humans asking me whether I, uh, I'm i happy with my NBN, but... It's not for everyone. Like, it wouldn't work for those in, I don't know, like advertising or marketing sort of jobs or jobs where you have to, like, call a whole bunch of different people. But for me choice yeah like like my my job for example my work phone is an iphone and i get a lot of calls from line managers or managers or people in the across the business who of course i don't have bloody like thousands of people's numbers saved in my phone so that's going to be a pain in the butt because i hate calling people but i'll answer a phone call fair enough all right kenneth what's your what's the thing you're happiest to see go oh um there's two things one that I'm happy for other people, the other I'm happy for myself. So uh, the one that I'm happy for other people is that I, I, I'm hoping they've stopped, but uh, I think people have stopped eating Tide Pods. <laughs> well, if they haven't by now, they will shortly. Well, I feel like those that had, they're dead. Exactly. That, that's the joke, Emma. <laughs> anyway, stop eating Tide Pods, kids. Uh, the next thing is, uh, I, I even if it hasn't stopped, I really hope it does, is uh, people dressing up as clowns and then running in front of people's cars. <laughs> oh, remember when that was a thing? Oh, it's such a bad thing. Do not bring it back. Oh, man. 2010s were a weird time. Yeah, they really oh, were. Do you remember when, like, planking was a thing? Remember when people, oh, yeah. like, lost their jobs for planking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when, like... It was, fe- it was featured in an Office episode. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, parkour. I mean, I feel like parkour is still definitely a thing, but it's definitely not the craze that it yeah, used to the be. The thing about parkour is that it's not accessible to your average person, whereas, like, <laughs> lying down and propping yourself up on your, like, elbows and feet is definitely, like, accessible to the layperson. Yes. It's so, it's so dumb. <laughs> so, now that that preamble is over, I suppose we should talk about the movie. So, what did you two think of Heracles? Hercules. Heracles. I I hadn't seen it in a really long time, and I really enjoyed it. I actually really liked rewatching it. There's definitely a couple of slow points where I was like, oh, "Come on!" But I, honest, overall, like, yeah, no, I really liked it. And I think as an adult, you pick up so many like um, little things in it hmm. um, that I thoroughly enjoyed. Can I paint? Mm. Can I paint a word picture for you? You sure can. So. Imagine it's the mid-90s. You're in a workshop room with the writers of this movie. And one of them looks at the other and goes, how are we going to convey that this is basically like a religious story? And the other one goes, I've got it, bro. Gospel music. (laughs) (laughs) Best intro to a freaking movie ever. I love when they sing to me what's happened. Yeah, that was very entertaining. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it works, but it shouldn't. But it does. Just accept it, Jim. Go with it. 
For a, for a second, I was like, oh, so this is what Greek music is like. And then I was like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I should say that this is one of Liana's favorite Disney movies. I don't know if it's her like actual favorite. I think she'd say that would be Beauty and the Beast. But yeah, I, 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 Liana really likes this movie. I hadn't actually seen it until like five years into our relationship, I don't think. Oh, really? You didn't yeah, watch it growing five up? years ago. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, it's one of the, it's one of the better Disney movies, I'd say. Like, of those, that era. Like, it's no Lion yeah. King. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, Lion, King, Lion King's definitely up there. But I feel like Hercules is up there. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, definitely I really, up there. I, yeah, I really liked it. I think this was the first time I watched it, like, from start to end oh, properly. Mm. And, you know, I like it a lot more than I remember. So, yeah, no, it's, good. it's a good experience. Yeah. I know, like, from, from reading, like, a tiny bit about this movie, I know that they had, like, some trouble dealing with, like, the original source material. Yeah. So, like, they didn't talk anything about, like, Zeus's infidelities in the movie, which is, you know, if you know anything about Zeus, is a pretty major point of his character. No, in this one, he's just, like, a loving husband and father. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine, like, Rip Torn just has the most amazing voice. Can you imagine him, like, talking about, like, his infidelities? (laughs) Your mother was a cow. Yes. I turned your mother into a cow, then I had my way with her. Yeah. Didn't he actually had a, had his way with like a goose or something? Didn't he? There was mm. something there. He used Ooh, to disguise yes. himself as a goose to like perv on women. Yeah. Well, why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, ooh, look at that sexy goose over there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Waddle on over. <laughs> I think just to briefly cover up on the plot, it's a kind of mishmash of a whole lot of different things. Like, they mm-hmm. said that they were going for a superhero movie when they were making this, and that kind of shows where they, they don't really talk... Like, the fun thing about Greek gods is that they're, like, munted, and they do, like, human shit. Like, they're not infallible. And But, like, this story kind of skips over a whole bunch of that and just focuses on, like, a traditional, like, hero story. So, like, Hercules is stolen from Mount Olympus because in this version of the story, he's, he's the son of Zeus and Hera. And Hera is Zeus's sister. Cool. Yeah, while in the original Greek mythology, um, Hercules' uh, mother is a human princess. Yeah. So he's half human. Yeah. yeah well, in the original mythology. In this, he's a god who's turned into a human. Hades, king of the underworld, gets a prophecy that his world domination plan will fail if Hercules fights. So he steals the baby, turns him into a, a semi-mortal, and but the baby escapes, ends up on Earth lives to fight another day. And then, you know, the traditional, like, hero must overcome evil story. But I think we should talk more about Hades' plan. Yes. So I think his plan is to let loose the Titans. Yeah, he wants to take yep. he wants to take over Mount Olympus. Is so that he his entire plan, just to let, I, let the was, Titans out? He was using the Titans to help overcome and get, yeah. get control of um, Mount Olympus. So essentially the plan overall was to get control of um, Mount Olympus and by way of doing that was unleashing the, the Titans that Zeus had put away. Yeah. So fun fact, the Titans are also Zeus's aunts and uncles. Ah, yes. What a family, right? I know, I thought right? my family was weird. But yeah, so I mean, that was his overall plan. So I know that those three, what are those three ladies? They were the... Um, the fates. The fates, the fates yeah. Yes. So they basically said that he, um, in 18 years to the day when the when the moons align, that's the only day when, or that's the day where he's going to, his plan's going to come into fruition. So he's basically got freaking 18 years to conjure up a plan and he hmm. still doesn't do it. And his plan is... <laughs> 
let, Unleash the Titans. let this guy's uncle out of prison. Yeah, so he's basically just like, uh, oh, hey, cool, I've already come up with my plan, so I'll just do it in 18, like, you know, 17 years and like 11 months or whatever, and then I'll start getting getting plans together. So does that mean Hercules is 18? Yeah, yeah, so he's, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, probably 19 because he was a baby and he was, a, you would look at the picture, like the size of him and the fact that he was kind of moving about and whatever. He's also a god, Emma. Ken. It's a Disney <laughs> film, and I'm putting putting it together that he. I would say he's about eighteen and a half, nineteen. Hmm. When this takes place. Hmm. Okay. And he is ripped as. I mean, he's a cartoon, so like, I don't. He doesn't get any points for being ripped as a cartoon. I don't know, Jim. He's still more ripped than he you. He was very skinny, and then he uh, got trained up. He worked out really hard, all right, with that. Yeah. Little... So he deserves the praise. Danny DeVito. <laughs> <That's> DeVito. <laughs> But I guess, so what do you guys think of his, his plan? His plan is very flimsy. His plan is basically to open a door and point. That's his plan. Open a door and point and say Mount Olympus is that way. There's so many ways it could fail. <laughs> I love when they get unleashed too and he's like, and we'll freeze him. Like, All right, mate, settle down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... I get where he was going, and if it had been a quick plan, yep, sure. But you had 18 years to plot this, and you'd obviously been pretty angry for years prior to this because you'd been placed in the underworld. Like, come up with something better. Yeah, it's it's pretty weak, bro. Like, you can create monsters. Why are you not creating over 18 years like the fucking greatest monster that's ever lived? Yeah, and like... In this, in like the mythology, Hades' whole deal is he makes like he makes bargains with people. Like he's very cunning. Yeah. I don't know. Not to say that um, what's this? James Woods doesn't do a really good performance. I really like him. Him as Hades, he plays him as like a really, I don't know. It kind of fits for the time it was made. Yeah, I think I remember reading that um, initially when they had created the role of um, Hades, he was meant to be a kind of soft-spoken, slow, kind of real um, villain kind of thing. But then when James Woods read for it, they were like, nah, so they changed it for him. Yeah, like John Lithgow was originally chosen to play Hades and imagined Lord Farquaad's voice doing this character. Really? Like I can picture that, but it wouldn't be as cool. No. Like, I feel like John Lithgow is better at playing, like, more pompous characters than he is at playing, like, conniving characters. Yeah. And I think as well, because it just would have been odd. Yeah, no, nah, it would have been odd. No. Yeah. So, you know the scene right at the end of the movie where Hercules, like, picks up the Titans and throws them into the, into space? Yeah. That is... I, I really hope that's a homage to an, another Hercules movie. So, there's a link right at the bottom of the show notes that's labelled, Ken and Emma, do not click this until I tell you to. Now is the time. Click. Do you guys know who Lou Ferrigno is? Yes. I do not. Lou Ferrigno was the guy that played the Incredible Hulk in like the TV series from the 80s. Yeah. He's like a muscle man. And he played a, a live action version of the movie Her- of Hercules in 1983. And this is him fighting a bear. <laughs> now this is a boy I'll give credit for being ripped to. Fucking look oh, at Just look at him. Who is this? Whoa. Looks like he just fought a hay barrel. Wait, wait, wait. Ready? (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Is that just him? What? Oh, my God. It created a constellation and then... (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, I 
love the layover of the bear roaring. At I know. The oh my oh, god. Fuck. So I really hope that that's the scene in like the animated movie is like an homage to that. I really because let's just, just say it perfect. is because that that makes wow. makes my day. That's it. <laughs> and really, if you were that strong, why wouldn't you throw a bear into space? I mean, wait, wait. So did I watch the wrong Hercules movie, or? Oh, we all definitely watched the wrong Hercules <laughs> movie. Look at that beefcake. <laughs> oh, Look man. at that big, big boy. So, what what do you what do you guys rate his plan then? I don't know. Like, it seemed like it would have a decent chance of succeeding. I don't like the thing that annoys me about this movie is that you know they say that the Olympians will fail if Hercules doesn't fight. Mm. And so, like, when the Titans originally show up, they just kind of overwhelm Olympi- the Olympians very easily and none of them, like, can really put up much of a fight. Yeah. And then all that happens is Hercules shows up, frees Zeus, who was doing pretty much all the fighting before, and then they win the battle. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Destiny. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, look, no, Feels I get like you. He- I get you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's probably because they've all like been sitting there doing nothing for so many <laughs> years that it's just like, oh shit, how do how do I fight? How do I do things? Yeah, um, but no, I do agree. I think it. Yeah, but I don't know. It's not the worst plan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to you know conquer gods. Yeah, I, I rate him as a pretty good villain though, because to be like, if you think about it, he came up with a plan. He. Uh, he, he bought insurance. He asked the fates to tell him, oh, will everything work out? And then he actioned to that. Yeah. He's, you know, he's like, he, he did take care of Hercules. Mm. And then when he, even after he found out that his uh, subordinates didn't actually kill him, he went and tried to uh, take him out further. And even at the end, on the last day, he made a deal with him yeah. that would have stopped him. Yeah. So yeah. I think like, he covered all grounds. I think he's a gr- like, great villain in that aspect. Yeah. And, and like that brings up a good point that like he would have won had it not been for contractual law. <laughs> like there's that bit where he says, you know, your strength won't return unless Meg is harmed. And then Meg just happens to be harmed. And he's like, I don't think you really thought that sentence through when you said that. Yeah. Yeah. If I have uh, contractual law and stuff tickles your fancy, please go to our Shrek episode from last season. <laughs> <laughs> I think what annoyed me was that he had 18 years to really make sure it was foolproof. But I think as well, like the biggest mistake, and I think we all agree on this, is that pain and panic are fucking useless. Yeah. Why he would just go with their word and not request any kind of... Um, proof that Hercules was dead. So mm. I do I do get that if Hercules had been dead, his plan was fine. Like he didn't need anything more than what it was. So he did the best with what he had in terms of things coming out of the blue. Yeah. I don't know. I give him a seven. Yeah, I give him um I give him an eight. Ooh, damn. I really <laughs> like Hades. Huh. Mm. Yeah, I give him an eight as well. Yeah. He's pretty dope. And I think it's the the personality and all that as well. The sass factor. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a couple of points in there for the sass factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was fun watching him win and also fun watching him lose. Yeah. Yeah. And did you guys want some fun facts? Oh, yes, I do. Like, I have fun facts too because they're my favorite thing in the world. All right, go, Emma. So fun facts. Did you know that the Spice Girls were considered for the part of the muses? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Can you imagine Ooh. that? 
Can you imagine Spice Girls doing gospel music? <laughs> it probably wouldn't be gospel music. Can you imagine that? And ain't that the gospel truth? <laughs> so during production, the animators they wore out seventy-two thousand pencils and used one million sheets of animation paper. Whew. Damn! Can you imagine that happening today? Bloody everybody would be raging. Nah, I'll just do it on my pooter. <laughs> Exactly. Or your iPad. Maputa. I know this was one of the like one of the early movies where they like mixed computer imagery with like traditional animation. Yeah. So like the Hydra is computer animated. Yeah, and it took them hours to do it too. Yeah. Alright, so fun facts. Back to fun facts. Um, so we were talking about movies and that sort of thing. So this one, which I actually found was quite interesting to know, that this was made as a response to um, there was a lot of criticism around because Pocahontas and the Hunchback of Notre Dame had come out not that long before this, mm-hmm. and those were deemed too adult. So they wanted to do a movie about Zeus's love child. No, but this one, this, so this one was made as a comedy to kind of make it a little bit lighter so yeah look as as children if you're watching it you're just seeing the funny and the bright colors and all that kind of thing if you compare that to hunchback and pocahontas totally different but yeah if you're watching it as an adult you're like oh because for example you know in the scene where meg is walking through the garden and she's singing that song i won't admit that she's in love yeah the garden that Uh she's actually walking through (laughs) is filled with statues that are depicting different scenes of um of different versions of rape in greek mythology oh i did not pick up on that <laughs> like hectic you rewatch that like it's it's intense holy cow yeah <laughs> okay yeah you're welcome <laughs> like that'll change hercules forever for you okay another another good one which i actually really kind of want to watch this version just to just to witness it is that ricky martin is the voice of hercules in the spanish version is he really <laughs> yeah. I thought oh, he just damn. did the song. No, apparently he's Oh, that's the amazing. I really want to watch that now. <laughs> oh, I really do too. And the last little fun fact that I've got here is that um, originally when they were doing it, Meg had blue eyes. But before they um, finished up the animation part of it, they changed them to purple. So one of Phil's lines had um, said something about blue eyes and they had to change it to goo goo eyes. Oh um, Yes, because obviously back then it was a bit hard to change the whole bloody animation of it. So they're like, oh, what kind yeah, of looks like blue eyes? Yeah, they couldn't just do a find and replace. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah. So they're my fun facts. Nice. You're welcome. So I'll go through like, air quotes, real life story. And then I'll go through some like other fun facts. This is the single greatest sentence I ever read. Danny DeVito was originally considered for the role of Phil, but he was quite busy at the time. And he initially refused the role. And here's the the part that is the single greatest sentence ever. They cornered him at a pasta lunch and he signed on to the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So all they had to do was feed him. Yes. Oh my God. Nice. Um, What's my other fun facts? Would you like to talk about how um, Hercules is the only only Roman name? (laughs) It annoys me so much that they use like... All of the Greek character names, so like Zeus and Hera and Hades, but then Heracles is called Hercules, which is the Roman name. Like, because it just it flows better. <laughs> I don't know. As as like the mainstream bitch that I am, Hercules <laughs> is easier to say and it just flows better. Oh, so some fun facts from the mythology. So the word galaxy comes from the Greek word for milk, 
which is what where we also get the the phrase Milky Way from. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and in the legends, Hercules was brought to Zeus's wife Hera to breastfeed, even though even though Heracles wasn't her son. So she was basically breastfeeding her. She nephew. was breastfeeding him, even though she isn't his biological mother. Yeah, in the story at least. But her nephew, yeah. No, no, no. She, like Heracles is Zeus's son yeah. with a mortal woman in the story. Yeah, yeah. So Hera is still Zeus's sister, though, right? Yes, but also so his wife, sister wife. So it's ah, oh, so she was still married to him. Yes. Okay, right. That's what I was trying to. Okay. Heracles. So. Oh, why did they name Heracles after Hera then? It was it was to like appease her. So he uh-huh. had a different name, and they renamed him Heracles to kind of make her feel more fondly towards the boy, and it <laughs> didn't work. And she spent most of his life trying to kill him. Classic stepmom. But before all of this happened, she was breastfeeding him. And apparently, he sucked on that titty so hard that when she pushed him off, he like sprayed milk all across the sky. And that's where we get the Milky Way from in oh, the story. Right off. That is a How messed up. How high were these Greek people when they came up with this? <laughs> the answer is very high. Um, but that's where we get the phrase Milky Way. Interesting. Interesting. That was weird. Thanks, Jim. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we get on to our plans? Yes, let's do it. Mm. All right, everyone sit back and <clears throat> enjoy this ride. Um, so I feel like I need to start this off by saying my three main pain points to this plan, right? Is that a pun? <laughs> sure. Nice. Um, so make pain and panic show you the body. Like how fucking, like there has to be some sort of like, they're so useless. Why are you trusting them? Anyway, we're, already, we're on to that. The second one, right, is those monsters that he kept sending to try and beat Hercules. Mm-hmm. They only kept making him more and more confident. Mm-hmm. They're clearly not good enough. Stop fucking sending them. Like that just it kept annoying me. Like and he's like, oh, look how great I am. And everybody started loving him. Uh, well, maybe stop sending them and then he, he won't be able to train more, you know, in a real life situation. Let's try and make him the least bit amount of confident as we can. Yeah. So that annoyed me. What's and- funny is like in the in the original stories, like there's all of these times where somebody's like, I want you to go and slay this beast for me is like to prove your worth. And like the guy's like, ha, that'll show him this, that monster's going to wipe the floor with him. And he comes back in like 30 seconds with the monster's head. And he's like, yeah, I did it. What do you want next? A hundred percent. But it's just like, he just kept sending more and more. And it's like, are you not seeing that he's just getting better and better? Like if he's going to be versing the Titans, you want him as unprepared as he can be. Yeah. So, and anyway, so that's part of, I guess, what my plan is, is that don't fucking send those. Um, but number three, right? So with Meg, he is basically sending this lonely, romantic woman off to go hang out with Hercules. Hmm. And, like, is it who is a nice guy and he's ripped as cartoon or whatever? He's ripped as. To put that oh, in the real world. Oh, I don't begrudge her for falling in love with a cartoon. I mean, she's mm. a cartoon. No, but I know, but, like, to put this in a real world. That context, sounded awfully right? racist of me, and I don't know why. <laughs> racist <laughs> to put in this cartoons? In a- to put this in a real world context, right, for our, our listeners, this is basically like sending me to go hang out with Henry Cavill and expecting me not to put out. Like, it's just not going to happen. I feel like that's a bad example because... Yeah, like, that's a very bad example. It- <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that's a bad example because, like, 
<laughs> You're already in love with yeah, Henry Cavill. You need to, yeah, like, but that's the thing. She he was very he was very clear that she was already in love with Hercules when he sent her to go um, spend more time with him. Ah, you're saying he shouldn't have sent her back again. He shouldn't have sent her back. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she was Fair. already in love with him after she spent that time with him and said, I'm not going to, you know, do whatever. And then he sends her back again. Right? Hmm. Like, don't do that. Don't let them be together. Hmm. So anyway, so my, my real world example does match. All right. So fuck both of you. <laughs> so... No, we're just saying like... What, what Jim? You were saying there's, what? There's no way you'd be able to like resist that. Exactly. It's plausible that Meg could have resisted her urges. We both know that there's no way you could resist that urge. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> All right. Well, who, who, who would have been better for me to say then rather than Henry? I don't know. <laughs> Who's <laughs> like... What about Lou Ferrigno? Oh, gross. <laughs> I could definitely... No. Um, but no, but you, like she was already into him. He's an attractive, strong, lovely gentleman who's a bit of a hero. Like, it just don't... Yeah, anyway. So the plan essentially with those three things in mind is that, well, one, don't send monsters, like keep sending them because um, it's only making him more confident. But essentially you still use Meg, but take her um, far away, put her in, um, you know, like so say it's like, two days worth of travel or whatever it may be, put her in some monster guarded tower, like your Shrek style, um, and then get pain and panic to turn into somebody that Hercules trusts to kind of give him the news that she's somehow been taken away and where she is, where Hades has put her or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and But they would tell him essentially like the day before these moons align. So I'm working with the, the thing that, you know, he still has to do it on that one day. Um, tell him the day before the moons align He'll be gone on that journey for two days or whatever. Even if he's flying on Pegasus, it's still going to be a distance away. He's not going to get back really quick. Hmm. Um, he'll be on a journey of love and he will miss that 24-hour window where he needs to join that fight. And because he's not aware of that fight upcoming, he doesn't know about it. Hmm. Ooh. Done. Sold. So you've gone with the... But my mother lives in Hackensack, New Jersey. Approach to villain plan designs pretty much i have no idea what that means <laughs> so there's a scene in the original superman movie where lex luther sets off two nuclear missiles with the idea being superman can't possibly be in two places at the same time oh. but i feel like superman probably could he could definitely get both and he does in the end yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa, so spoilers. <laughs> it's a it's a almost 50 year old movie like oh, okay that's okay i'll, I'll forgive you this time um, uh, yeah. But yeah, like uh, one of Lex's henchmen's mother lives in Hackensack, New Jersey. And so she may, she says like, I'll let you go, Superman, if you promise to save my mother first. Yeah, but I, th I think that's, this, yeah, so pretty much the same thing. But the difference is that he is not aware of the the attack on Mount Olympus. Yeah. Because it's, he, how would he know if he wasn't there? Yeah. Yep. Because like Hades makes it pretty clear, like he rocks, like when he makes that deal, he rocks up and he's like, "I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm about to take over the world. Can you go and sit over there for 20 minutes?" <laughs> Seriously, right? And he's like, "What's that about taking over the world?" <laughs> sorry, sorry. Why do you need? Why is it the next 24 hours? Like, why is tomorrow? Like, why tomorrow? Going once. Like, what's what's going on? It's going twice. What's what's, what's the haps? Sold. Oh, so dumb. Like it's. I love Hades, but like. The dumb villain speech of telling them exactly what you're about to bloody do. Stop doing it. His character design is just so fun as well. Like yeah. the flames being the hair. It's oh, yeah, yeah. like the way that they use that. Did my hair like go out? 
the way they use that to like express his emotions is just really cool. Yeah. And, like that's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, one of the other fun things that I, I hadn't noticed um, any other time that I've watched this movie, but at the end when um, Hades is in the, like the soul pool or whatever mm. you want to call it, um, they're like attacking the well him. Of souls. Yeah. He calls, he screams out, taxi. <laughs> <laughs> taxi. And I thought that taxi. was good. Um, but yes, that's my plan. Nice. Nice. So my plan, uh, I don't know if people will say this is a cop out, but I'm basically going to like take a leaf out of the old Greek mythology books. Nerd. The idea is that if Hercules fights, the, the Olympians will be victorious. So my idea is to like basically drive a wedge between the Olympians and Hercules. So he's not interested in fighting for them. Mm-hmm. And the idea I have to do that is to basically convince the rest of the gods that he's one of Zeus's Ill- illegitimate children because Zeus had a lot of illegitimate children and it kind of <gasps> it kind of fits. So, they don't really know what happened to Hercules after he was taken from Mount Olympus. You can just say that like oh, he, you know, he's in the bowels of Hades. Hades is also the name of the place. He's in the bowels of Hades, you know, toiling away, whatever, doesn't matter. But be, like they that they have no reason to assume that he is, that you know how Hercules is made semi-mortal. They have no reason to assume that the baby that was taken from Olympus would also would now be semi-mortal. But that does fit if he's an illegitimate child of Zeus with a mortal. So basically, it's very easy to convince them that that is the case. And if they have any doubts, I can just wheel out Meg and say, and she's his mother. <gasps> because the gods have a very weak understanding of how age works. Right. Hmm. So essentially that there's like, there's two babies and this one just also happens. This one's just also like Zeus had a lot of illegitimate children. Yeah, but I feel like Zeus, I know. I feel like, look, it's a good, it's a good plan and it makes sense. But I feel like if we're in the Disney realm, that ain't going to happen. Hmm. You're because right. there's no way, <laughs> which is why they steered very far away of <laughs> the real Zeus and made him the uh, the loving husband and father that he was. Hmm. So, so does this like I know like Hercules would get disowned based on your plan, but how would that stop him from fighting at Mount Olympus? Well, Hera has a vendetta against all of Zeus's illegitimate children. Basically, she oh. hates them because okay. she has this idea that like she's the wife of the greatest god, and therefore like that means he's infallible, and so she sees any like illegitimate child as evidence that her marriage isn't perfect you married your brother mate it's not perfect (laughs) so the idea is that you know Hera will be furious with this child like angry with this child and all of the other gods will gods will try and like steer away from him in deference to Hera because she is crazy Ooh, not the Hera I know (laughs) (laughs) and like he will feel rejected and not want to fight for them okay that's my plan yeah, look, I, 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 I get it. But but what if, right, he he knows the true story or whatever because he's obviously spoken to... Oh, are we yeah. assuming that Zeus has still come to him and spoken to him? Yeah, so he's still aware. Is he not yeah, then going to want to be, be like, like and what about Athena and what about Apollo and Artemis and all of your other illegitimate children? Like, there are more illegitimate children of Zeus than there are legitimate children. Okay, I dig it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I, I dig it in. I dig it in the real world mm, sense, but enough. not the uh, not the Disney. Mm. So my turn, my plan. But I think it's good. I so, think you've 
Yeah. My plan is uh, hinged on... So it's based on a comedic moment uh, within the movie where as soon as Hades releases the Titans... They all come out and then they uh, start raging on about how they'll take uh, how they take out Zeus, uh, and they end up going in the wrong direction towards town instead of towards uh, in, instead of Mount Olympus. I say Hades should just let them keep going. Ooh, he had the uh, foresight to send mm. send the Cyclops to take care of Hercules. Mm-hmm. I think he should have sent them all to take care of Hercules. Mm. Yeah, because for all the planets and Ooh. moons to line up, yeah. you know, that's only to open the portal to the Titans. Mm-hmm. Meaning it as soon as they're out, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It's not like at the end of the 24 hours they all get sent back. So they yeah. they will also, they will still be here afterwards. Plus, ah. I imagine the other half of the plan is that the Olympic gods right. also then leave Olympus and you sneak mm-hmm. in and claim squatters rights. Exactly. <laughs> Well, actually, I did not do that far, but yes, another point. <laughs> yes, this plan wins so, simply because of squatters, right? Um, I think that's a good plan because you just distract him for the 24 hours if that's, you know, the least. Otherwise, you kill mm-hmm. him because he's basically so if lost they his can powers. take care of... Uh, because even in the fight scene at Mount Olympus, Hercules mm. wasn't, like, that much of a help. There was some crucial moments... But he wasn't like strong enough to take care of all the Titans. Hmm. So if he took, if uh, the Titans uh, took care of Hercules, Hades can take his time to uh, take out uh, Mount Olympus. Hmm. In addition to just taking out Hercules, as the god of the underworld, if everyone in town uh, dies, then he gets more people to uh, rule over. Hmm. Therefore, in a way, he's taking over. You know. Just the, uh, not winning. just Mount Olympus is taking over like the whole world and the underworld, and that is my plan. Yeah, Ooh. and yeah, yeah, I like that plan. I like that. Like, there's, there's I, I a, think that's it. Yeah, like a theme in the Greek mythology that the old, like the earlier the gods are, the more powerful they are. So like the Titans, who are like Zeus's father and aunts and uncles, are like more powerful than him, but he just beat them through cunning. Hercules' great-grandparent was literally mm. chaos. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he w- what, what, I think Zeus, Zeus's dad is the god of time. Yes. Yes. So he can tell exactly like how things would turn out. That's mm. why he's, he swallowed like five of his children. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I, I have to tell this story. So oh, Zeus's god. father, Kronos... Um, was given a prophecy that one of his children would overthrow him, which, spoiler alert, came out to be true. So. What? Uh, as he, as they <laughs> were who being was born, it, Jim? He ate all of his children. As soon as they were born, he ate them so that they couldn't overthrow him. But Zeus's mother, um, once Zeus was born, she gave Cronus a rock and pretended it was Zeus and he ate it so quickly he didn't notice. <laughs> And then Kronos did the, <laughs> did very much the same thing to his father. So Kronos's father was what the plebeians call Uranus. Uranus was given a prophecy that one of his sons would overthrow him. Uh, and so he hid all of his children inside a cave inside their mother, which also happened to be the earth. Anyway, and Kronos fashioned a scythe out of some metal. And one day as his dad was making love to their mother, who also happened to be the earth, he reached out and lopped his dad's balls off. <laughs> Jeez. 
Oh, oh. Did, is that what if one, is one of those like Hephaestus? No, no one of them wrong, is wrong ball. So one of the balls landed in the ocean and turned into Aphrodite. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Isn't Greek mythology fun? So much fun. It really is. I used to love learning about it. I haven't yeah. remembered enough about it, but I do love it. Thanks, Disney, for this educational uh, experience. Yeah, thanks, Disney, for ruining Greek mythology for me. I want to hear about, like, I want to hear about the testicle yeah, mutilation. <laughs> oh, man. That's Can in you imagine? Uh, Hercules oh 2.0. Can you imagine, like, a castration in a Disney movie? <laughs> so, is there any more to your plan, Ken? Oh, um, God. No, that's it. Sorry, I kind of... Stole your thunder there. <laughs> nah, nah, all good. <laughs> Made my plan better. All right, so should we come to a vote? Mm. Yes. All right, so yes. on three. Ready? One, two, three. Ken. Emma. Ken. Yay! Well Ken. done, Ken. <laughs> From zero to hero. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the gospel truth? <laughs> well done, Ken. <laughs> Is there anyone you'd like well to thank done. in your victory speech? I would like to thank Phil. Mm-hmm. That's Phil's boy. <laughs> I should thank my muse, <laughs> and uh, and every everyone on this podcast. Aww. Oh, my newspaper headline for my plan is Titanic Panic. Ooh, that's a good one. We hate this weather. Oh, gold star, Ken. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> well done, Ken. Woo! Thank you. Congratulations, oh, Kenneth. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone. Thanks for playing. Woo! Thanks for playing. That's one point to Ken. Woo! <laughs> I'll get you, Kenneth. <laughs> oh, well, congratulations, Ken. Woo! Oh, thank boy. you, Mickey. You did a fantastic job. <laughs> I think that's all from us tonight, wouldn't you say? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Please, yes. Clearly, after that, I um, I think it's very obvious. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, having you all in my living room. You're not in your living room, Jim. Don't lie to the people. No, having the listeners in my living room. Yeah, but it's been a pleasure. Why are they in your living room? I don't know. Go with the metaphor. Thank you for allowing us into your ear holes. Come inside. <laughs> Share the spell. <laughs> Thanks, friends. Join us next time as we will be talking about the Lion King. Woo! I just can't wait to be king. I have some bad news for you there, Emma. <laughs> uh, it's 2020, Jim. <laughs> It's going to be great, and I am very excited to watch The Lion King again. Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic film, and we shall talk about it next time. Mm -hmm. yep. Thank you very much for listening. See you then. Yeah, see you then. Join. See you next time. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to World Domination. You can find links to all the things we talked about, our other episodes, our social media handles, and our contact information at anchor.fm slash worlddomination. If you want to tell us something, feel free to get in touch. And remember, if you like the show, make sure to tell your mum about it. Do you want to build a podcast?
It doesn't have to be a podcast. Go away, Emma and Jim. Okay, bye.